Hi, everyone. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that your girl is on Patreon. What else is going on podcast, aka Wego, W-E-I-G-O, is on Patreon. So if you feel so inclined and want to support your girl that way, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Wego podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Wego podcast, W-E-I-G-O podcast. Now, if you don't want to be on a monthly recurring thing, I totally understand that. But if you want to support, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Wego, W-E-I-G-O. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash W-E-I-G-O. Because you know, a girl be trying to put in some work and a coffee could help me stay awake. So those are your two options. And if you don't want to do either of those things, if you could rate, review, and subscribe and share with your friends, I would love that. Now, on to the episode. And the following podcast is a CJ Media Production. Welcome to the What Else Is Going On podcast, the intersection where pop culture life and real life meet up. Get ready to deep dive into all things reality TV and the dichotomy of loving the game, but not necessarily the players when they start to reflect real-life issues like deep-seated discrimination and a world rooted in racism. Feeling conflicted because I love... Clip! 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 And I also have to chant, Black Lives Matter. Buckle your seatbelts and brace yourselves because my foot is off the brake and this intersection gets busy. So come along for the ride so we can see what else is going on. guys thank you so much for tuning in this week i have on a lovely beautiful young woman that i met in an instagram dm group um and we would talk and you know the the group is um off the hook sometimes but we also learn a lot we laugh we have fun um some days it's active like my phone is jumping some days it's like oh what's everybody doing today we you know we all have those groups but i met her and i was recently on her podcast and i asked her to come on mine and i love 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 her name her name actually stems from her full name not like a former reality star that we know that just probably stole the name like he stole sunglasses for britney um i want to welcome miss jax barker from the pop of passion podcast how are you Hello, I'm well. How are you? I am good. I'm so glad to be talking to you in this new year. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy Thank to be you. here. It seems so long ago that we planned this, right? It was like 2021, yeah. but I'm like, wow, it's really January. I know. And I feel like this past week has been the slowest week of my life. The first week <laughs> of January, it took so long, but we're here. We we're did here. it. We did it, Joe. Yeah, we did it, Joe. We did it, Jax. We did it. (laughs) I feel like for me, it was fast. And I say that on Thursday night, I was sitting on my couch and I said, it feels like a Tuesday to me. I don't know how it's Thursday. So we have those weeks where it takes forever. And then you look up and it's like, oh my gosh, we're into another week. Yeah. It's great. So how are you doing with COVID? Are you like basically trapped in your home? What? Because where are you right now? I'm in Chicago. Yes, that's okay. So I, I feel like I've had a couple close encounters since like before Christmas. So I've Mm -hmm. been keeping it really careful. 
and I have, um, I don't know. I work, I work at my parents' house. So I see them, but the week before new year, they had been exposed. So I wasn't going near them. And I was just at my apartment working. Okay. And it was so weird because, and I didn't even leave my apartment because I, except to go get tested. It was just like the scariest wow. thing. I feel like I'm more scared now than I was in 2020 in March. That's I, And I, I'm vaxxed, boosted, wear a mask, double mask, all that stuff. And I'm still like freaking out. I've never been more freaked out about COVID. I feel the same. I don't know. And it's like the first round, of course, people were passing away. You didn't know how it was going to react. Yeah. I feel like with this, it's like, I don't know. Like, I know too many people that have gotten it. And one yeah. of the main symptoms I keep hearing is the absolute wipeout tiredness cannot do anything yeah. like you can't even describe it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you could literally just be minding your business, going to the store to get something mask, double mask, triple mask, and you get home and you could have COVID. Yeah. It's so scary. Yeah, it is. I'm like, will we ever just be done? A part of me is feels like it will continue to spread because they don't want to lock it down because of the economy. Yeah, so it's like exactly at your own risk, kids, you know, that's yeah. what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing I'm most worried about is like kids and teachers. Yeah. I mean, there's been a big standoff between the Chicago um, public school union wow. and the mayor's office. And it's just like, it's so sad. And then you read accounts of people across the country and schools that are, you know, these kids are getting exposed and then they still come to school. And yep. it's just, we have the infrastructure to fix things, but I, for some reason, our country doesn't. Yes. And it's really sad. And I think that's why I'm having such a hard time with this round because I feel like a year ago, I'm not even a Joe Biden fan, but I was like, okay, well, at least we're going to have Trump out of office in a couple of weeks. Right. We're going to start getting our vaccines. So I had a little bit of hope. Yeah. And then now it's like, it's actually worse than it was a year ago. And it's just so disappointing. Yeah, it is. It, it very much is. And what you said about teachers and students and the standoff. So I think it's Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. a school in Atlantic city, maybe, or somewhere in the air is definitely in Jersey where the ba- basically the uh, teachers decided to shut the school down. They were like, Nope, yeah. we're, we're just not coming. And yeah. it's like, wow. Like we're to this point now, you know what I mean? Like we're like literally yeah. to this point. So right. it's a mess. I don't know if you saw, Oh, you know what? It wasn't on Instagram. I go, I love black Twitter via Reddit. So I go to Reddit mm-hmm. and someone had posted a screenshot of the person sitting next to him on the plane. Okay. Oh, I saw that. You saw that. And she did that. Right. Oh, we have COVID. Oh my gosh. I was like, and he didn't say anything or the person didn't say anything to, I would have been, so you are sitting on a plane and you're texting someone. We have COVID. And because it's not just about you. You don't know who else is on the plane. You don't know who that person's going to see. And that's one thing I would be a busybody. About yes. like because I don't yeah, like to get yes. in people's business, but I would be a housewife in that instance. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Because the thing about airplanes is people take their masks off pretty much the people that are closest to you at the same time when you get your drinks. Yep. So it's yep, like yep, yep. it's not a great system. And then she what if she's going with she went to the bathroom, took off her mask, like anything. Yeah. Like when I saw that, the rage I felt, I was like, I know. This is insane. And now a whole plane full of people could possibly end up infected. Yeah. It's like, I think that's what's so upsetting is not even, 
I mean, because I think the loss of life is insurmountable. Like I can't even fathom yeah. the numbers. But I think just seeing like fellow country people be have such a disregard for others' lives is so yeah. upsetting. Yeah. It's like I have lost so much faith. Yeah. And and humanity yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, how far have we fallen as yeah. a country? Yeah, it's a lot to think about. Well, I will say that uh, your podcast is a lot of fun and brings hope and jump started my passion. I told you when you and I were talking. So if you could let the listeners know what pop of passion is, it's a podcast, but I just want you to tell them what it is, how it started and what was your process? What was your thought process in starting it and naming it that? Yeah, so I have been doing um improv in Chicago yesterday was my um I started in 2015 so it was like my seven year anniversary of doing comedy congratulations happy anniversary thank you thank you and so basically I started doing improv and then I had um an improv class we were really close we were all in the same class for a whole year and it was like 12 of us and then everyone was like you should do stand-up and I was really insulted because I was like (laughs) I we're doing improv. That's a team sport. Now you're telling me to go out on my own. And I was actually really like scared of standup. So I actually did storytelling and I I was writing stories. And most of the stories, storytelling shows in Chicago, they have like a theme. Okay. So, um, you get the assignment like a, a couple weeks before and they say, Oh, the theme is ouch. Or the theme is, um, hot in here. Like it could be anything. And I kept finding like, oh, I kept just like shoving whatever story I really wanted to tell into the theme and sort of like making it work for the theme. And it was like, you know what? I wish I didn't have to fit it into the theme. So then I said, I'll just make my own storytelling show. And I thought, what would it be about? And I said, you know what? People are their most interesting when they're talking about their passion, the thing they love the most. So I started a storytelling show. It was December, 2019, and we did December, January, February, and March. And then it was the first Sunday of the month. So that was like two weeks before we locked down. And I actually had booked April, May, and June of 2020. And we didn't like have the infrastructure. We didn't know how long it was going to work. So we didn't pivot to Zoom. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. And then like, I just basically, um, did a Twitch show this March and I realized like, you know what? I really miss doing this and having this community. Okay. And then my brother randomly said like, Oh, you should turn that into a podcast. And then within 30 days I had a podcast and I had recorded like five episodes. It was nuts. It just like oh happened. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like that's when you know things like things have have everything you've done previously prepared you for this moment and it's all that yeah. you know all cylinders go. Is that what they say? There's all cylinders go. Yes. You know everything exactly. you did prepared you for this moment. Yeah. It was really cool because like I recorded the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago, which is a comedy theater, and they had just started up a podcast studio. And the head of the podcast studio was a woman who was in my class. So I just emailed her and it was just like, it just happened. I didn't really have to, you know, learn how to edit or, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. It was like, it was sort of, it all just fell into place. It was really interesting. Yeah. It, It was, again, I just think of it like the harvest, the, the seeds that you planted 
you know, even the year before it all came yeah. to harvest at one time. So I think that is oh, amazing. Yeah. So what is, so storytelling, it, would you say storytelling was your passion then? I, yeah, I was deep in storytelling. Um, because I find with stand up, like you have to have so many jokes, like, you know what I mean? People expect to laugh every couple, couple minutes or seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I really like to cry too. And I like to get emotional. And my favorite thing is when, you know, you're crying one second and then someone c- breaks a laugh to yes. cut the tension. And so I, that's sort of like the line I cross or okay. like I weave on this on pop of passion because people get really deep. Like you could be talking about, I don't know, people have so many different passions. I don't really put parameters on it. Like I've had people say, um, going with your gut is my passion. I've had people wow. say, miniatures. So it's like, it could be a wide range of things. Okay. And it's just interesting to see where people go with it. But like, when you're talking about what you love, you sometimes get emotional, but then all the people that are on the podcast, everyone's so funny. So people just crack jokes and it's just like, great. It, it, it like it, um, when you said people like how you can go from almost crying to then laughing to crying to laughing. That's it's yeah. almost like, that's what we are as humans when right. we're talking about something that we love. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. Have you in doing this podcast, has it opened you up to finding more passions than just storytelling? Yeah. I think I've like learned to, I haven't like taken on anyone's passion, Okay, but it sort of just opened me up to realizing like passion can mean anything. And yeah, just like, I don't know. I feel like I've become a better performer on stage. Now I haven't performed on stage in a while with the COVID surges, but just because, yeah, you know, talking to people, it just makes you more comfortable speaking in general. So, okay. Yeah. I like that. I, I, as you were, I was listening to you, but I wanted to look up because you and I talked about this on your podcast, we looked up mm-hmm. uh, the word passion. So years ago, I was in uh, at my church, we had what was called a light ministry, but it was just for poets and people who wrote um, spoken word. And so we had an assignment to do on passion. So when you and I first talked connected about coming on your podcast, the assignment came back to me and hearing people say, my passion is this. And I think passion is such a strong word, which is why I love what you do, because you really do keep it focused to passion. People will say, oh, that's my passion. That's my passion. And if you've listened to my podcast for new listeners, hi, welcome. I love you, baby gorgeouses. Um, I'm very big on words. I was raised Mm -hmm. in a household where my dad was like, word means words mean things. And if I were to say a sentence, he would say, so do you know what you just said? You need to know what you said, mean what you say, say what you mean, and words can create life or death. So you need to be uh, careful with your words. So I wanted to make sure I got the meaning right. When I did my assignment on passion, I looked up uh, where the word originally comes from. And it comes from, uh, it comes from the Latin word, passio, and it means to suffer or endure. So when you think about, I even think about the movie, the passion of the Christ. And if you believe in Christ, you say he suffered and endured for us. So think about your personal passions, those listening, what have you suffered and endured to be able to fulfill your passion or work towards your passion? So when people just randomly throw out, that's my passion. I'm like, but is it though? Are you really using the right word? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. It's really interesting how people play with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my first episode was knowledge. I didn't expect um, him to come in with that. And then it turned into so many other things and a winding road, but then it all ends up back at passion. It's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That word is such a, like I said, such a common word, but it's so strong. It's so, you know, when you really take into stock. So do you foresee yourself going back out? Like once all of this ends and we're able to go out and you can book at spaces. Do you want to take it on the road? Do you want to do tours? Do you want to continue the podcast or have you just like, Taria, I'm in the moment right now doing what I'm doing right now. I mean, I do find myself thinking about the future. I was working on trying to book a live show before the holidays Mm -hmm. um, in Chicago at the Lincoln Lodge because they have the structure for it. But it's just with COVID, I felt like I was so scared. Yeah. And I felt like in order to do a live show, I needed to have like a certain level of guest. And it was just a lot of pressure. But I think if the stars align, that's something I would love to do because I've loved going to live podcast tapings. Yeah. And it's just such a cool community. That's what I love about podcasts. And yeah, so I think that would be really cool to like do a live show. Um yeah. And just see where it goes. Yeah. See what, just kind of, uh, let it lead you versus you trying to, yeah, I like that. I'm learning to do that in life. Well, speaking of enduring and suffering (laughs) while still loving them, sometimes I want to pivot to what is some people's passion. It is my passion to have conversation. And I I have a lot of conversation around uh, these women, housewives, so to hear you talk about your passion and why you do your podcast and we can get so deep, but you also love housewives. So how did yeah. you get there? You know, I don't even remember how I got into housewives because like, I feel like it was always there. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like OC came out when I was in high school. How dare you? And then, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, I'm joking. No. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Um, I think I got into it from like, I used to watch the soup and best week ever those yes. like, recap shows. Mm-hmm. And I think they would show clips of the housewives and now I'm just in it. I don't know. It's so weird. Like it became such a part of my life. Uh-huh. Um, specifically New York. That's my favorite. And even though this last season, even the season before, it's been pretty horrible. I just, even now today, I was rewatching the season that Bethany comes back. Oh, the B is back. Yeah. It's just like a constant loop um, of Roni. And I watch the other ones as they come. My only real blind spots. I haven't watched all of Atlanta yet. Um, I'm enjoying it though. And then I haven't watched Miami. Okay. Uh, but mm, yeah, it's yeah. like really interesting how they're all so different and they all have different flavors. And that's what I think I like. But the main thing I think is like just seeing women of a certain age on my television is not something Same. I'm very used to. Yeah. So it's just beautiful to see all these different stories. And it also like the definition of feminism isn't just to show women in the most beautiful light. Like we have to see right. all our shadow self, all of it. Yeah. And it's just nice to see. So, yeah. yeah. 
I, I agree with that. I seeing women our age and not being afraid to be sexy, not being yeah. afraid to start their own businesses. I know I'm 44. So mm-hmm. sometimes you look back over your life and you're like, if I had to follow that path or if I had to continue on to college mm-hmm. over here, or if I had done X, Y, and Z, I could be X, Y, and Z. Is it too late for me? But we're literally watching women 45, 50, 60 starting over and the world is accepting and forging their own paths. And that's one thing I like about it too. It's like, you are not dead after a certain age as a woman, you know, there's more passion, if you will, in you, there's, there's time to discover other things. So that's what I like about the housewives too. Yeah. I feel like I've learned a lot from them. Me too. Like just even I'll, I'll talk about housewives and therapy. I'll be like, oh my gosh, I realized this about myself because <laughs> I heard Dorinda talk about this and like, oh, you know, Dr. Tiffany Moon said this and that I realized I kind of had that perfectionism in me. And it's just like, you can learn and you might not have anything in common with these women other than that, but we all have the same, like we're all making it up at the same matter. Yes. So you, there's something to connect with everyone, even if they're horrible people like Kelly Dodd, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. That, so that's funny because I was thinking about her today with all the controversy surrounding Utah, uh, Salt Lake City and yeah. things Mary have said and things other ones have said. And I'm just grappling with the way people choose to hold people accountable versus not and versus mm-hmm. all these clips that we have of the most horrific things that housewives have said in the past versus people saying, well, they've learned from it. So it's just so much real life stuff that's yeah. connected to the housewives. Can you think of a moment that really hit or triggered you in terms of a housewife at first in a sort of, you withdrew for them way withdrew from them, but then you realized it was because you were almost sort of seeing yourself in them. Cause I've had a lot of those moments. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I'm actually staring at a like piece of artwork of um, Sonia Morgan (laughs) on my altar. I'll send you a picture after. Oh yeah. Um, And I feel like I really wasn't a fan of Sonia in the beginning. Um, I just kind of thought like, why is she here? And she sort of came on as like a friend of in season three. And she came in a couple episodes in and I was just like, I don't really get her story, but the way she has to grapple with her past life is something I relate to. I was a child actor and sort of like, I still find myself going back to that, especially mm-hmm. if I've had been overserved where I'll be <laughs> like, well, I was the, and it's like, and I don't like that about myself, but I don't think I even realized that until wow. I saw it in Sonia, you know, what you dislike in others is what yes. you don't like in yourself. Yes. And yes. I was like, whoa, it was just like a real moment of like, geez, Louise. Yeah. That's, that's why she triggered me. But now Sonia is my favorite housewife. So it's like sort of learning to love myself by learning to love Sonia. That is funny because you literally have spoke of the two housewives that I've been, that I was thinking about today. Cause I have to record, you know, like for another, another episode next week. And I was yeah. like, okay, what am I going to call it? And you know how, you know what you want to talk about and yeah. Kelly and Sonia were the two housewives, the two housewives that I do not always mention on this podcast. And then yeah. you just literally, but I, I see what you mean. Mine is Candace in a different mm-hmm. way. I like her, but I remember mm-hmm. when she first, and she's no different than when she first came on the show, except for 
she's more vocal. When she first, first came on the show, she was kind of withdrawn and they were telling her you need to speak up. And I remember the uh, Giselle and I forget who it was, but kind of, and Sharice were going at her and she bit back. And a part of me was like, who do you think you are that you're able to speak your truth and not care about what they think about you? Because there was points in my life when I did that ferociously, it's like, you know, as a kid, and then you're told you're not allowed to do that. And then in the environments you're in, when you, you're the only one that looks like you and you're getting in trouble because the other ones that don't look like you don't necessarily have your back. So you're like, okay, hold it in. So I looked at her, like, who do you think you are to be comfortable enough to express how you feel? And it took about two seasons for me to realize that is why, because nothing she's saying is not, is inaccurate. Everything when, when she's speaking, it is the, is the truth in terms of, you know, without the insults, but just regular conversation. But even when she would come back at them, I'm like, well, yeah, they were literally coming after her. What was she supposed to do? Not defend herself. And then where she could go with it. I have been there plenty of times in my adult life where I've taken a lot. I've let it slide. Like people say, and then you hit a point and I'm going to let you, your mom, your dad, your dog, your cousin, your uncle, your third grade teacher have it. Because when I let you have it, that means we're done. I'm not expecting you to recover from it. And I don't care. So I saw that too. But I was, so many times you watch these housewives and I think of a Monique who like the not for lazy moms. And it almost felt like she put on a facade and she talked about it. Like she wanted to be seen as the perfect mom, perfect wife, the perfect this. And then you have Karen, the grand dame who's putting on this show. But then I felt like you had Candace who was like, this is who I am. I'm all of these people, good, bad, or indifferent. And she was comfortable enough to be that good, bad, or indifferent in front of them. And so that's when I realized that's, that was why I had the issue with her. Yeah. It's so interesting. It is. It's, it's cool because like you, you love words and that Candace, what did she say in the reunion? Like I'm an orator. Or like, <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm, I'm an orator. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's true. Words. I didn't even think about that. It's very true. Cause I, I love a person who I love voices. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I even told you I, I, cause I like your voice. I love different voices and timbers and textures and tones and all of that. And I don't know why my ears are sensitive to that. Like, I love Nini, like hands down, but I always want her to clear her throat. I'm like, clear your throat, Nini. And I don't know why my ears are so hypersensitive to different. That is so funny. Yeah. Because I feel like there's something in there. But yeah, with, with Candace, she loves words. And my dad, I grew up with a, I'm seeing it in my head. It almost, it was dark blue, but it could have almost veered into like an inky color blue dictionary with white letters Mm -hmm. on the front. And so he would randomly pick it up and I would have to spell words. So if you see me on Instagram, I'm a very good speller. I'm a horrible typer on phones, computers, and in real life. Right? Yes. Yes. I think that's about you. I like tweeted or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. But I didn't even make that connection about the words until you, you know, said that. It's fun when I would write, um, I haven't written in a long time, but sometimes all I needed was a word to inspire me. So when I would hear people like a Candace who talks with words like that, if a certain word dinged in my brain, I would form a whole spoken word around that yeah. particular word. That was fun. Need to get back to that. Maybe. <laughs> you know, I 
need to get back to like hobbies and stuff. Yeah. And we're continuing to lock down because it's so cold. I feel like I can't even go on walks. How cold is it there? Oh my gosh. Yesterday, the high was 10 degrees. What? And like the day before it was 16, it's so cold. I literally, it was 23 degrees yesterday and my body, I stepped outside and it was like, it curled into a ball. I was like, oh my gosh. So have you lived in Chicago all your life and you, are you like used to it or? Yeah, you think I would be, but, and I also, um, my mentor in college told me once, like you're either allowed to complain about the heat or the cold. And I chose the heat, but I also don't like the cold. (laughs) I'm sensitive. Um, so I grew up in Chicago and then I went to college in New York city. Okay. Here I went, um, I got a job in, uh, like a suburb of Tennessee of Nashville. Oh, wow. And I was working on a congressional campaign and then I went to New Hampshire, um, to finish up. And then I've been back in Chicago ever since. Do you think you'll stay in Chicago? I probably will. Okay. I I mean, if like all my dreams come true and I become the next Nora Ephron and I get to write, you know, rom-coms, then I would get, I would have to move to LA or New York. But I always say like, I would rather be comfortable in Chicago than be poor in New York. (laughs) I'm a little bit of a princess in that way. I just like, I couldn't, (laughs) I like have what I need. That is funny. You said comfortable in Chicago than poor in New York. That's yeah. Cause you definitely, especially if you're just starting out yeah. there and you don't, yeah, that's, or, or it's not, if you were going for a job is one thing and you know, I have this income coming in that, but just going yeah. there yeah. is a lot with New York. And well, it's funny. You talked about Sonia because I didn't really pay her any mind in the beginning, but I found over the years that I've had a dislike for her. Mm-hmm. So it's funny to hear different people talk about Sonia and I like to hear why they love her, why they don't. So it's interesting yeah. hearing that from you and her always talking about her past. She always goes back to the JFK and the Diddy and being yeah. married, you know? Yeah. She really is stuck in like a hamster wheel. Yeah. And the thing is like, they were talking about that in like season four and now we're on like 13 or 14. Yes. This has been going on for like 10 years. Yeah. And she still hasn't gotten it worked out. And it's like no. very sad. But I think I love a tragic blonde. Also, <laughs> like, I don't know. I love Princess Diana. I love um John Bene Ramsey. Okay. Just like okay. This thing about like and Sonia is a tragic blonde, in my opinion. You know, she's just like a walking tragedy, but she has a humor about it. I think, can you make that? the title of your next story. I just like like tragic blonde. I love that. Yeah, that's a good idea. I I really like that. So in New York, if you had to pick your favorite and a person that you could do without, or if you have to do with all of them, your least favorite. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't even think I like most of them. Um, (laughs) On like a human level. Um, I I like that. it's just interesting to watch them. It doesn't, you know, I, that, I don't know who said it first, but like respect your villains. Yes. I've been hearing that lately. Yes. But it also has gotten out of hand with Ramona. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's pretty like, I know a lot of people boycotted um, Orange County last season uh-huh. uh, because of the COVID and the Kelly Dodd of it all. But I think if they brought Ramona back, I would have a hard time watching New York 
Cause yeah. I actually haven't even watched the last two episodes of the last season, which is nuts because I, I just, I have Roni on 24 seven. It's just yeah. constantly on a loop. And I, it's such a like comfort to me, mm-hmm. but it got so dark and it got yeah. so twisted that, and it's, it has so much to do with Ramona. Yeah, it, it definitely does. And it's, it's, it's amazing to me how people and not even amazing. I shouldn't say that because we're humans. And like you said, we're all made of the same matter, but that matter is formed differently. You don't know how someone grew up, which could then influence how they see things. I know for me growing up as a black woman, I've become desensitized to a lot of things that I see because I've had to right in order to survive in certain places. So I watch people get so outraged with certain things. And I'm like, man, on a, on a regular day, that's nothing for me. But so I'm trying to remember that they don't see it, but I think it's, it's overwhelming when, when you're used to seeing it on TV and then you are in this space that we're in having these discussions And people that prior to 2020 lived in a bubble, now they're out of the bubble. So I'm going to use my voice. And they're almost more triggering to me than the people on TV that I watch. Yeah. Yeah. The viewers, you know, it's like, like you said, gotten out of hand. And I I think about the Kelly Dodds and the Ramonas and people were upset with Kelly Dodd, rightfully so, for the Mm -hmm. disgusting things she said off camera. Right. Yeah. Ramona has said stuff on camera right. and there's no outrage pretty no, much. And she gets to cancel the reunion. It's just disgusting. Yeah. You know, yeah. people were joking about Andy, you know, ripping into Bill de Blasio at the new year's Eve. And it's like, that's whatever. I don't even know how I feel about Bill de Blasio, but it's like, you're not blameless. You've been cutting a check to Ramona singer for the past 15 yes. years. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like no one's perfect. And I probably would be on, I don't think I like Bill de Blasio that much anyway. <laughs> it's just, it was sort of triggering to me to be like, well, Andy, you're not perfect. And I don't know. It's just, it was so upsetting the way they handled this whole yeah. issue yeah. like with Ramona. It's gross. I, it, it is. And I find I, I'm seeing people comparing Mary to Ramona, which I personally find offensive. I'm like, now, wait a minute. Yeah, That is the the same. And we've watched Ramona for how many years? And not only that, to know that when I was watching the news stories come out that said, Ebony Williams files a complaint against Ramona Singer, reunion is shut down. It's like, no, what you're not saying is that a crew member filed a racism complaint first and it was corroborated. So we know that Ramona got a complaint about racism filed against her and they found something and we're Mm -hmm. still supposed to be okay watching her on TV. I almost feel that way, honestly, about Shannon, the OC. Again, I go back to Kelly Dodd. People wanted Kelly Dodd removed for the disgusting things she said off camera. And those same people will say, well, I'm okay with putting political views and all that to the side for housewives that don't bring it on their platforms. Right. Mm -hmm. But we have Shannon Medora that sat at a reunion last year and said, I don't discuss black lives matter because it's political and people die for Shannon. So I'm looking at you kind of funny. Like, yeah, she literally said that out of her mouth. She doesn't discuss lives that look like mine because it's too political, but y'all can't wait to see what she does for the next week. So, and I don't get mad that people still love her my issue is when I see you going after a person like a Kelly Dodd yeah, who 
has said and done some disgusting things. And so has Shannon Bedore, in my opinion. Right. Well, it's interesting, you know, because we let the Ramonas and the Shannon slide. Yes. Royal we. But then, you know, these two women of color, Kelly and Mary, are held to a different standard. Yeah, I I just. And you can choose. Yes. What did you think about what do you think about Salt Lake City in general? Okay, I don't love it that much. Like, it's fine. I don't know. People are obsessed. And I'm like, I don't know. I think I'm like kind of a housewives connoisseur. And I think a lot of people, it's one of their first franchises. Because it's like, oh, I can't get in on this. It's just starting. And it's like, it's totally different. I think on Bitch Sesh, Sesh, Ray Sani said like the, uh, what's it called? Um, the genre has shifted. Yes, yes she That's did. Yes, she did. The genre has shifted. Now it's all about true crime. And I don't know. That's not my favorite thing about Housewives. Like, <laughs> me neither. Like, on me. I wasn't like that interested in it. Right. So now we're doing something similar on Salt Lake City. And it's just like, okay. Oh, I yeah. watch it. I me watch too. it, but it's because... not my favorite. I'm not going to go back and watch it. Me neither. Definitely not. And it's, it's funny because I look at some, I look at viewers all come from different places. And just like we said earlier, depending on your background. So we all come from different places. So when we're watching these shows, some of our opinions are formed on what we think something is versus what it is. So I know for me growing up in a black church, watching people talk about Mary's church as if they knew that it was a cult, like as soon as tithes and offerings got brought into it, it was like, oh, she's stealing the money. And for me, I had to re- remember, okay, everyone doesn't know church culture. Yes, there are some churches, black, white, and different that are like cult-like worship. I didn't grow up in a church like that, but I did grow up in a church that did tithes and offerings, just like the Mormons do tithes and offerings and Catholic. Yeah, Catholics, we have to put money in the basket. Yeah, so it just... To assume because she had uh, her clothing style. Someone said, I don't like a pastor who's obsessed with clothing. She was a person before she was a pastor. So right. if she liked clothes before and she has money, mm-hmm. like I, I don't, I, I just, for me, the pastors that I knew growing up had actual outside, and even now have really good outside jobs. So that's what pays for their family. That's what pays yeah. for their nice house, their cars. So to me, the Bible never said you had to take a vow of poverty. Right. And I guess maybe yeah. it's different in other religions, I guess. Yes, I don't know. It's just. Yeah. It's interesting to watch. It is. It's, it's interesting. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. You know, because you can see the difference in how people are treated on the network, you know? Yeah. It, Even it Andy is. with Candace, you know? Yes. Like, I, like literally you could tell it's like, I'm almost feel like he's not quite sure what to do with her because she also doesn't kiss his butt either. Yeah. He's not used to that. Yeah. And I like that about her. These housewives yeah. that, Oh, daddy, Andy. Cause I feel that way as a podcaster. I'm not like, no, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> just no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it is different to see the way he, he treats them differently. I will say with Salt Lake city, I feel like there's a layer of like darkness, like there's like a cloud yeah. like over it. And yeah. I'm not sure what it, they don't have really light and fun moments. 
That's so true. They don't. It's not. Yeah, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's totally different yeah. than the other franchises. And I don't know why people love it so much. I have to be rude. Like, I'm just right. like, I don't get it. It's fine. But people act like it's the best thing in the world. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't agree with that. Right. I just don't see it. Right. And yeah. I will say just, just to be clear for everyone, I do not agree with the things that Mary has said. Oh, of course not. But I have, I will say, and I had said this to someone and please understand I'm not when I'm, I want to give context to what I think Mary meant by certain things, just like people give mm-hmm. context to what they think Ramona or a Sonia yeah. or whatever meant. If you have seen pictures of Mary, you clearly see that she was my complexion or maybe a little bit darker, right? And you see her now. Her complexion is lighter. Her nose is slimmer, right? So clearly there has been some change to her appearance. And when she said, I was like, oh, cringing. When she told Jenny she had pretty like like slanted eyes, I was like, oh my, Mary. And her talked about the yellow in her skin. I remember, well, and I know older black people who don't think they're being offensive, um, but grew up in certain eras where maybe a lighter skin was favored and it mm-hmm. was better to look, um, what is it called? Exotic in quotes versus just looking black. Uh-huh. So when she said yellow, I immediately thought to someone like Mary, who maybe grew up around white people and maybe got a lot of flack for her skin so much so that maybe she developed the internalized hate to change her appearance. That to her was a compliment talking about Jenny's yellow tone, because there was a time in the black culture when light was right. We used to have, or rather they used to have the paper bag test where if you were light, if you were the color or lighter than a paper bag, you were allowed to enter in somewhere. Yeah. So to Mary, that was a compliment. Ignorant. Absolutely. Right. But I don't think that she was trying to attack Jenny. Um, but she should have shut her mouth, which is what we ask, right? When we're trying to yeah, tell our stories, exactly. shut your mouth when she's explaining to you why that offended her, because Jenny did have every right to be offended. Yeah. That was hard. I know. And the, the Mexican comment, I was like, uh, uh, Mary, what are we doing here? Like, come on. Yeah. And I guess like I can connect the dots of her trying to go on this like corn maze of her inner thoughts, sort of like, that's what, and and it's like, um, don't go there. It's dark and scary. Get out of there. Go get some apple cider, (laughs) an apple cider donut, like get out of that. It's just a scary place. Her mind is a scary place. Every time, thanks to you. Every time I think of any type of maze, I'm going to hear you in my brain saying Mary's corn, corn maze, mine, like get out of there, get out of there. Yeah. It's yeah. creepy. Ooh. The only time to me that she seems sure of herself are the times that we have seen her in the pulpit or give advice. If you notice mm-hmm. that if she's in a position where it almost looks like people are asking her for advice or looking to her. She becomes very, um, uh, like aware, like at the reunion last year. Yeah. She was lucid. She was lucid. Yeah. Talking to Meredith about Jen, um, Mm -hmm. after she farted on camera, (laughs) she was 
lucid. So yeah. I'm like, and, and I heard uh, one of my favorite YouTube YouTubers at Rodney, the voice say it's strange to him because we know that most pastors, whether you like them, dislike them, think they're untrustworthy, they're normally good orators and Mary cannot put together a sentence to save her life. That's so true. Yeah. And she's always like, hearing Mary talk is like, almost like your body being disjointed. Like every part of my, like the joints are not in place. And every, as she's talking, like they're they're trying to connect, but my body is constantly jumping. Like, yeah, it can be painful. It is. And it's like, I'm trying to think of what's the next word she's going to say. And and then it goes totally the left. It's (laughs) not what I thought she was going to say at all. (laughs) What was she saying about like, if she eats fish and then they have babies inside of her or something, they swim. I don't know. Like I can't even absorb some of the stuff because it's just like, it's dark. Yeah. But, but then I don't know. I saw people get, she yelled at a uh, Bravo historian on Twitter oh. calling her dark. So now I'm like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that. Should we edit this out? I'm just kidding. I no, don't know. No, no you're I'm fine. Like, so I don't know, but that's just how it feels to me. And I'm not referring to her color. Yeah. All, but yeah. it's just, Cause I say that I, Sonia's dark, you know what I mean? They, That's yep. yeah. So it's just, I don't know. She gives me kind of the heebie jeebies, but I also don't think, you know, she didn't go to the reunion. So now she's on the cutting block, but she's only had two seasons and I feel like she's only said a couple of things. And I feel like in the first couple of seasons of Roni, I'm sure Ramona huh. said worse things and they, it was just a different era. So they probably cut it out or you know, to protect her. And it's just interesting how we let some people get away with things and then we punish others to make an example. It's like someone put together a reel of housewives saying different things. And the season that Jules was on for New York, she was mm -hmm. washing her hands in a bowl. And Bethany says in her confessional, I don't know how to speak Japanese (laughs) to tell her not to wash her hands in a bowl. And then she proceeds to go like, no ISO, like, yeah, make like, a, and I was like, uh, and then we have Vicky who was imitating the gentleman's voice that she called and calling him Chinaman. It's like, yeah, we have so many. I know <clears throat> different, but people will say, well, that was a different time. And it's like, an- another thing that I hate hearing is in this climate, because for a lot of us, it's not a climate. It's always mm-hmm. been offensive, but you just lived yeah. in a bubble of privilege right. that you didn't know it, which is understandable. Why would you know about someone's life if you're not that? Like, I don't right. expect anybody to know black or white about Taria's life in general. And then, of course, when it comes to race, you know, different. But it's just wild to go back and see when I see people saying, I love Danielle Staub. I'm like, did y'all forget about her? N word rant, tyrant, which yeah. it's okay. It's okay to separate. But it's like, are we going to keep the same energy for all of them? Right. That's so true. That's my thing. It's like, yeah. no, I don't I don't expect you to watch and be. Danielle shouldn't come back because she said the N word. I, I don't really care about Danielle, so I could care less. Yeah. But let's not absolve her. Right. But then hold someone else to the cross. Yeah. It's yeah. They really pick and choose. Yeah. It's, and the thing about Jules is she was. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly. That was like a Jewish uh, ceremony. It was like a mikvah, I believe, because she had um, 
done something that it, she ate shrimp or something oh, like okay. that. So I think Bethany really went after Jules in like a horrible yes. way. Yeah. She was so mean to her. And then she even said in the reunion, like, oh, you weren't a good example of uh, Jewish culture. And it's like, yeah, you can't say stuff like that. Like, <laughs> yes. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Cause you, you come from where you're coming from. Like, I don't think it's my place to say anything about experiences that I know nothing about. Right. Right. I don't know. That I forgot about that. She did say that. Yeah. And it was a reason. Yeah. That Jules was washing her hands. It's, it's, it's yeah. insane. I've even heard people say that uh, Bethany is what New York needs right now. And I'm like, mm. I, 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 again, I'm not boycotting if she comes back, but it's like, but is it, so yeah. it's okay to put all that aside to watch. I thought Bethany's story got very dark. It did. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's For interesting. Sure. Well, I will be, yeah. I'm, mm. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. My brain is oh, like, no, yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting. Like, I don't think Bethany, I don't think we need her back. And I don't think she would ever want to come back unless things got real dire in oh, terms of yeah. her financials, because I don't know, but her HBO show was so bad. I heard. I, I watched every episode, but it was so stupid. <laughs> Wait, Jax, I heard. Is the person still working for her even or? Probably not. Oh my gosh. I heard she wanted to control like everything by not having yeah. structure. Yeah. That is She's crazy. a real interesting character. I do think that the most interesting TV character of my lifetime is Luanne Deliceps going from like a nurse to a model, to marrying a count, <laughs> yes. to getting divorced, to marrying Tom, to getting divorced, to getting arrested. Like, I just think she has a really yes. interesting story and I don't think she's a perfect person. I mean, remember her saying to a young girl, like, oh, losing weight is the easy, <laughs> the easiest part when she wanted yes. to be a model. So messed up. Yes. But like, I think Luann's really interesting. I think Bethany is really interesting, but that doesn't mean they need to be on our screens. Right. You know? Right. And, and then, or if, if we're going to take that interest, let's judge everyone by that same standard. Yeah. I remember when Dr. Wendy got a BBL, people mm -hmm. were judging her saying, well, I thought she was smarter than that. Well, it doesn't mean she's not smart. It just means yeah. this is what she chose to do. Right. I don't find her any less smart because of it. I can disagree with her if, and I don't even disagree with her for doing it. She seems like she did a very, very yeah. thorough search. It wouldn't be something that I would do, but doesn't make her less smart. So again, let's keep right. that same energy around energy. different housewives. Cause I feel like people try to disconnect housewives from real life, but as we can see, they do merge. And we yeah. talked about how you can see yourself in a housewife mm -hmm. or vice versa. And I, I, I find that if you're making the conscious choice to hold certain ones accountable and certain ones not, you're probably doing that in your real life too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you're making, you know, absolving this one, she didn't know any better, or, you know, I, I can disregard her political views for now. You're probably doing that in your real life too. Yeah. And it's interesting. I think people have a lot more loyalty to the women who've been on their screens for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And people are really hard to trust or open up to the new housewives. So Kendrick from um, Reality and Comics 2 podcast, shout out to Kendrick. He said he thinks every few years, 
maybe a new cast, like like a rotation come in? What do you think about that? Or do you like having a long-term relationship, if you will, with the cast? I don't, I think if you asked me this question like two years ago, I would have said, oh, I love that we have the OGs. Uh-huh. It's interesting to follow these women on these stories. But honestly, I think it's getting stale. So I like the reboot, you know, like okay. they rebooted Orange County. Um, and now I think they're thinking of rebooting New York. So, oh, yeah. And then Miami, I guess. I think we're just in a new era. You know, the genre has shifted. It has. It, has. it really has in so many ways. Things yeah. have changed. Like even watching early seasons of any of them, it's not the same show anymore. And I think no. that's a good thing because we're all growing and learning and doing better. Yeah. In most cases. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting you say that as far as getting stale. Now, did you watch The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip? I did. So what if the cast stayed the same, but there was more fourth wall breaking? Like, yeah. What would you think about that? I would love that. Like when they did that on Teen Mom, I don't know if you watched that show. I used to. Yeah, well, like when they brought back the Teen Mom OG, they started showing the producers conversations with the original four or five Teen Moms. And it was like, it was like a new show, but it also felt like it had evolved. And I think that's what they should have done with Vanderpump Rules. It sort of opened it up because it's really flailing right now. And if they had opened it up with like conversations with the producers, um, and breaking the fourth wall, I think it would have been more interesting. And it would have sort of actually maybe helped with like, oh, we had fired these people for these reasons and sort of helps their case as to why people should continue to watch. Yeah. Because there could have been a real discussion possibly, but there was no discussion. Yeah. So. That's true. Yeah. That's, yeah. If, if they had to come out and just, because this is real life, this is what happened. Because yeah. even the castmates aren't talking about their friends not being there anymore. Right. Clearly Katie and Lala are friends, but it's not like a Katie and Stasi or even a Katie and Kristen once upon a time or yeah. Katie and Brittany. Yeah. What it speaking doesn't feel organic. It doesn't. It doesn't. So now what did what do you make of the Vanderpump rules firing? Because people are saying, of course, when people leave a show, and then the show continues to go down. People say, well, it's because these particular people weren't back. Were you okay with the firing or did you wish maybe they hadn't gotten fired and maybe had to face the consequences of their action on camera? Like, where were you with all of that? You know, I understand what people mean when they say like, oh, we should have had them back to have them face the consequences and have the discussion with the people that, um, we're racist. Um, but the thing is, I think it's really important to put your money where your mouth is. And by continuing to have them on the show, giving them a platform, paying them. And now they're at how many seasons in they're getting a good rate. That's, that's where it it disconnects for me, where it's like, I'm not going to continue to give money to people who aren't learning and are not doing great things, you know? My question was for people like, okay, so you bring them back on. So they learn a lesson. Who is teaching them the lesson? Because you're saying it's not the burden of whatever community that they offended. So then who is teaching them the lesson? People that look like them? 
Yeah. You know, if, if, if you want them back there and again, it's for me, it's like, if you wanted to just watch it with them, just say that, then say yeah. they need to learn a lesson because who is going to teach them the lesson? That's and then so it'll true. turn into an Ebony New York situation, mm-hmm. right? Where this exactly. black person is teaching this lesson or they would want the black person to address it or like Tiffany and um, Brandy address it in one episode, nice and, nice and neat so we can move on. Yeah. It's, it's not how people learn. Yeah, it's not. So you don't know. That's why it's hard to pick and choose. I even going back to Salt Lake City, I'm like, yes, Mary said those horrific things. Did no one catch Heather saying you look like an anime? Oh, I don't think I caught that. Yeah, she said that to Jenny. Wow. And I was like, but then someone said, well, maybe that wasn't offensive to Jenny. And I said, yeah, you're right. Maybe, like, maybe, but it was just wild to see that though. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's so weird. Mm hmm. I know we have a lot of Heather worship and I think she's like nice, but it's just interesting how people have really latched on to Heather Yes, in mm. some way I haven't seen before. Yeah. Do you think think of a parallel? Huh? Oh, like another housewife that people have done that with like real quick. Yeah. I can't Mm. think of anyone. Me either. Mm -mm. Because yeah, she is the people's champ. It seems like. Yeah. And I don't even really have a problem with her, but it's just like, feels like doing too much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. what do you think about her partner? Bad weather. <laughs> oh my gosh. That woman in her multi-level marketing scheme and like <laughs> Iris she, and Bo. <laughs> I don't get it. Like she is so inquisitive. She thinks she's the second coming of Megan King Edmonds doing research <laughs> Oh, this is this and this, but then she's wearing the iris and bow when she's rebranding. Yes. It's like even I know you don't do that, you know. I forget I what. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just like okay. I forget what podcast person said it, and I'm so sorry if you're listening. I, I wanted to give you credit, so slide in my DMs, and um, I will post. But uh, someone said with her wearing the iris and bow stuff, they thought that post-production of those pictures may, or like in the middle of, I guess, whatever you do with pictures these days, cause there's no dark room or whatever, but yeah. that's Iris. I mean, Iris and Bo would be like photoshopped out and Whitney Rose would be photoshopped. And I'm like, well, that would work if we weren't watching it on TV. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. I was like, well, I hope that's what she's doing because if not, that was, stupid to literally be advertised having iris and bow in people's brains and on the tips of your lips when you're now whitney rose so yeah definitely interesting it's odd little girl little (laughs) i can say it jacks that was good say it again (laughs) oh my god mary little girl (laughs) yeah I really hope that Mary gets the help that she needs because it's clear that she needs like it's even wild to me that she did this show. And I'm wondering, did somebody like present it to her differently? Like, did you watch at all any housewife before you did this? Yeah, I don't even think she watched the show she's on. Yeah. Like, girl, you know, they're going to flash back to you lying, right? You're lying. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't fast. know. It's really interesting. I wonder how it's all going to turn out, you know? Me too. What, what the re- I want to know the reunion because since she's not there, what can they really talk about? They were... We already know they were planning on making Mary the storyline this season, but then Jen right. got arrested. So, mm-hmm. like, what are they going to talk about? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I also think something that's interesting is, like, the cities that Andy will go to for the reunion and the cities that has to come to him. It's, hmm. oh, okay, I see. Yes. Did he go to uh, Utah or did he, they, did they, they went no, to him, right? It was in, it was in California. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. How, oh yeah. Mm. That's true. That's very true. Cause like they could film those at any place. They don't need to be on a soundstage. So it's kind of right. like he picks and chooses. Yeah. 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 Because he's gone to Atlanta before. Mm-hmm. Cause Atlanta is a big cash cow. Atlanta has the wow. highest ratings, you know, it's interesting. But he, remember that whole issue with Monique in the um, hotel room? Hotel, yes. She was in yes. a different hotel. Yes. So they were obviously not in Potomac. So it's just like, okay, so he won't go there, but he'll go here and he'll go there. And wow. that's weird. I wonder what that's about. We all know. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> that is very true. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if Lisa needs to buckle up. Well, since the reunion is is past because we're filming this on saturday the 8th i think but mm-hmm. will the focus then be shifted to lisa and the, her machinations this season because mary's not there to take the brunt of right you know yeah it's interesting how it's just like a lot of passing the buck yeah okay, so now we're gonna attack this person or now we're gonna interrogate this person and it's like okay and it's wild to watch because people hate that mentality on Beverly Hills, but they don't mind the gang. Right. Of, and Whitney literally said, I can't take her down by myself. So I'm yeah. going to need y'all. She said that. Like, that's, I like, know. that's crazy. It's, yeah. I love the like inner workings. I loved, Me too. Uh, you know, Brian Moylan's book. I haven't started the Not All Diamonds and Rosé, but I listen to so many Bravo podcasts. I love the behind the scenes. I love the Facebook groups. I love the Instagram DM threads. Right. It's so yes. fun. It feels like it's a whole community. And like, I'm so sad. I didn't go to BravoCon. I wanted yeah. to go this year, but obviously I'm glad it was canceled, but that's something I would like to do in the future. Yeah. What if they had like a virtual BravoCon? BravoCon? <laughs> I don't know. How I would that like want to be there? Yeah, th- yeah. 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 And be, be amongst the people and mingle. Someone yeah. said, uh, they probably canceled BravoCon because it would reveal which housewives <laughs> got vaccinated because <gasps> if they required you to be vaccinated. That is so true. Yeah. I'm like, well, I, we know they left. Didn't they let Vicky go? Did, did they make Vicky? For, remember all that stuff came out about Girls Trip? I wonder if they if she ended up getting the vaccine or. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Because that would be something else. Yeah. Well, then, you know, they had on Potomac, Nicki Minaj was there. Yes. So she didn't get, she wouldn't get vaccinated for the Met Gala, but she got vaccinated for Bravo, which I think shows <laughs> such an interesting shift in the culture where You're that right. used to be such a highly regarded celebration. And now I don't know. And whatever, I don't know if that's why she got vaccinated or even if she did, but I found it interesting. That is a good point because she tweeted about her what cousin's husband or or her husband's yeah. cousin's 
something. So yeah, testicles. That, yeah, his testicles got swollen. Yeah. Um, what? You do your own research. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why should I do research? I'm not, I've never learned about how to research diseases. <laughs> you don't want me doing like that's so stupid. Right. And it's like if that is the message you wanted to give, you could say. Do your own research for your body. I don't know something, but yeah. to act as if like, girl, come on. Yeah. We all know in our minds that everyone's body reacts differently to medicine. I was listening to Heather DeBro's podcast and she's allergic to like everything in life, basically, as she mm-hmm. as she gets older and she had an allergic reaction. She just got surgery on her foot. She had an allergic reaction to something and they gave her Benadryl and she was allergic to the Benadryl. So she wasn't able to breathe. So it was like, we all know everybody's body reacts differently to yeah, things. Yeah, that's so we true. Yeah, we don't need you to tweet about your husband's cousin's testes swelling. Thanks. Yeah, that was you know. But, but that's that was a, good a fun point. day on Twitter. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> yes. You know what else was a fun day on Twitter? What? Learning that Nancy Reagan was evidently oh, throat. throat. <laughs> yes. That's so funny you say that because literally last night it was my it was my dad's birthday and we were eating dinner and happy birthday dad there <laughs> he's never listened to a podcast he doesn't listen to mine but I'll get him to listen to this one yeah. um, he'll be like well who's Ramona but <laughs> it was just like it was just me my dad and my mom and I don't know I felt like I had to like perform because there's all these silences because we were just Ugh. we've we've yep. been spending so much time together. There's nothing left to talk about. You know what I mean? We all work together. There's nothing left to talk about. So then I was like, hey, did you guys hear about Nancy Reagan and her fellatio queendom on Twitter? Because my mom's on Twitter. And I, my dad was like disgusted, but he laughed. I explained the whole thing. <laughs> so that's so funny. And then they were like, okay, what? Right. Like y'all really are dragging Miss Nancy. Yeah. They posted a picture of her and was it Ray Charles or was it someone yeah. else? I it might have been. I don't remember who it was. It was someone. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And she I, was like looking. I screamed. I was like, this is. Yeah. <laughs> Thorotus, like little old Nancy Reagan just getting it. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Like, I wonder yeah. what her kids think like seeing this. Do they, you know, see it? Do they not? Yeah. Like. Because I've read her daughter's book about them hmm. when I was younger. Uh, she had a lot to say. Really? She had a lot to say. Yeah, wow. she said they were basically focused on how they were viewed publicly versus how they treated. Mm-hmm. Their kid. Like she was saying there was no warmth or anything like that with her parents. Yeah. So it was like, you know. Also, you know, back in, in those times, if you weren't raised in a household like that, it just, you know, we, you watched Leave it to Beaver. Now I'm not that old. old I'm not in mm. that age bracket, guys. I won't say old, but where right. I watched Leave it to Beaver, but I did see the reruns, but that was not real life for everyone. A mom that's home no. baking cookies, saying, I love you, helping with homework, making sure you got a glass of milk before bed. Like that's not everyone's life. If you had that life, great. But some of us were coming home with our keys around our neck. To get in, yeah. locking all the doors, Actually, your mom calling yeah. you. Yep, making sure you got home okay. Yeah. So do you think, um, back to touch on Salt Lake City real quick, because I know I told you I wouldn't keep you long. No, okay. Do you think there's any chance that because Salt Lake City is so new, because Mary was going to be the storyline, 
it could end up being canceled. I heard that they were supposed to start filming in a few weeks. So does that mean they were renewed for a season three? But I'm like, I think they would have to do a lot to make it really interesting. Yeah, it's. I think the reason they, I would say they'll definitely do a season three is because they want to get Jen Shaw's trial. I, you know what? How did I manage to forget about that for a sec? I completely forgot. You're right. But I think another thing that's shifted in the network is like, I think if Gina and Emily, I almost had a, a hip and casita as hip, wait, calls them. Hip and casita. I, oh my gosh, I crack up. Hip and casita or Gina and the yeah. other one as Casey yes. calls her. <laughs> yes. But they, they were one and done. But because they had had so many one and done's, they sort of nurtured the relationship the network did, yes. I think, because it was sort of embarrassing to have so many one and dones. Yeah. That they were like, oh no, we're going to make this work. And yeah. now it's like, okay, well, they're still here. And it kind of doesn't make sense to me. It, it still doesn't make sense to me. And I feel like Emily's no. trying to be a housewife this season. And it's yeah. just not, it's not working for me. No. Like she rings is false. Like, mm-hmm. With Lisa Barlow, like they, you know how they say Lisa Vanderpump manipulated. I don't want to see it. I don't want to watch yeah. someone producing. Like to me, I watch Kyle do it. We know the mm-hmm. signs to look for now. Yeah. And I think Lisa Barlow is so obvious. And then um, with Emily, it's like, oh, I just think you're being a housewife. Like you're really trying yeah. to be like. Right. It's like, oh, now you've studied. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I don't know, what do you think about Orange County this season? I think the last couple episodes have been very boring. I think um, the first one, maybe one and a half, I was like, okay, cool. And I was excited for Fancy Pants to come back. Me too. It's not as exciting as I thought it would be. What do you think about Noella? I think she's really interesting. I think she's sort of like not the same but she is sort of like a Jen Shaw uh, Lisa Barlow where she studied housewives mm-hmm. so she knows what she's doing but I don't think she's doing it as well as she thinks she is it's like you can see the strings of the puppeteer yes. yeah when she tried to do the whole why would you tag me in a picture that wasn't even good anyway it was like okay yeah. like that was so unnecessary yeah it was stupid yeah it's like I get not tagging you because you work with a brand, but I also feel like if she had explained that to Jen, Jen would have got it. Right. But she waited till they were on camera to bring it up. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, that wouldn't be a storyline on Atlanta or New York. Right. It you, would just be like, they would have cut it because they have all this other stuff, but it gets right. put in Orange County. Yeah. Right. Or I could, it, it would have got cut or can't you see it playing out? Like, B, don't tag me anymore. Your pictures, you know, I work for a brand and the other person would be like, okay, my bad. And then it would just be done. Done. That's it. It's like how Beverly Hills, they have one conflict that they rehash for two seasons. And then the other franchises that I think are performing well, uh, New York and Atlanta, Potomac, they get over stuff, you know? They move on very quickly. Keep it moving. Yeah. Keep it moving. Yeah. it's And that's one thing I think about being a housewife. One thing I will give these ladies credit for some of the things that they say and bring on camera about each other could cut someone to the quick. I don't like even when people joke about me, so I can't even imagine, but mm-hmm. they get over it and move on. 
Yeah. You know, I think that can also make you, if you're doing that long enough, make you an insensitive or callous person too. That's true. And your outside life, you know, if you're not performing, you know. Well, it's like they kind of can't hold on to it because it's so tied to their financial security, some of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, maybe that's what I'll do. If I get into any arguments or feelings or thoughts in real life, I'll say, pretend you're a housewife and get over it and let it go. That way you yeah. can move on and not yeah. harp on that. That's easier said than done, but oh my gosh. No, totally. Yeah. What do you think about Dr. Jen? Because I hear mixed things that people love her. Then I hear people say she's boring. Yeah, I think I've been hearing a lot of people love her the people that I listen to. And then I'm kind of like, I don't see it, but I'm not, I feel like it's pretty, it's happened. It's like, she's new. Yeah. So we'll see. Same with Noella. Like we'll see where, how you evolve, mm-hmm. but I see Noella playing out on Instagram in a way that I don't see Dr. Jen. So I mm-hmm. haven't had a chance to like learn about her. Yeah. I don't know. She, she's yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm quick. I, I gotta get a minute for most me too. Of, me, too. I mean? yeah. me too. Yeah, I do feel like because they've never. I've I've listened to Heather DeBrose podcast off and on for years, so mm-hmm. I've heard her talk about the Bellows. They were her really good friends. And is this the first time that we have seen any of her friends like be on camera with her like that? Like not at a party, but like another couple. Maybe, yeah, probably. Because I'm wondering if there's going to be a new wave in OC and the Mm -hmm. wave will push Gina and Emily out and bring the Dr. Jen's and maybe Heather's friends in. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel like a restructuring. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I will say this. If you have not, if you listen to Heather's podcast, especially on Thursdays, she has two two people, one is her producer and the other was someone she met through her producer. She literally recaps step-by-step step the episode. And I said, this is how I know that Bravo was banking on her to save the show because they've given her a lot of free reign. I mean, she yeah. talks about a lot and what she doesn't say, she intimates for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just interesting to hear her say, you know, there's a piece of information that we don't have in regards to Noella and then in regards to why Shannon did what she did, which is why it was hard yeah. for her to move on. So she said she knows people are people think that, you know, she's harboring something. I will say she's trying very hard to push the whole Nicole is a wonderful person narrative and like mm-hmm. make sure it's about Shannon versus Nicole. Yeah. I do think it's weird that y'all been friends for six years and it's never come up. Yeah, that is really weird. And it's also weird that the reason Shannon is on the show is because of Heather DeBro. Right. Who it, brought her in. It's so weird. Oh my gosh. Yes. Full circle. Full circle. Oh like, my gosh. It's how did that happen? It just shows how fake it is, which yes. is fine. Like you could just say, oh, we're this is a new castmate instead of saying, oh, I know you through this fake thing that's like right. tangential. And even if they said, oh wow, we have a new lady joining the group. Like I used to see her randomly at whatever, but we had no kind yeah. of relationship. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely. But that's with that. Heather 
uh, in the last episode where she's like walking around, checking in on all the kids, the bathroom scene with Terry. It's like, they what don't really do that for anyone else. I think it, she's, she wants to be portrayed a certain way and it's working, but it doesn't feel organic to me. Yeah. On our podcast, she was like, that's just my life. It's just what I do. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Same. I'm like, wow, every night? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't like meet with them once a week, but like maybe mid check in. Yeah. No, every night. She's, yeah, perfect. Yeah. I don't know. And I like Heather. I liked watching her. And I think it's because I don't know people like that. Yeah. So it's interesting to me, but I see they really were like, oh, she's going to save this franchise. So mm-hmm. we'll let her do whatever she wants. Yep. And I think that's how we get monsters. So maybe yes. rein it in. Yes. One interesting thing she said, the whole Noella, you met me, but you only met me twice versus six times. Heather mm-hmm. said, again, there's a piece of information we don't have. Um, basically, it was like questioning Noella. And she said that, she said, I will, sorry, guys, doesn't in my throat here. She said, I will tell you this, the night of her party, some people stayed until like 12 o'clock, like the cameras, mm-hmm. co- and then was eating with them. Gina was one of them, mm-hmm. Heather and Noella, not Heather, and no- Noella and Jen. Okay, interesting. So it was like, she said they were fine. And then she also said after this episode, when they showed her inviting Gina and Travis to the racetrack and uh, Shannon was sitting there. She said, that's not how it played out. Actually, Shannon was in a full conversation with someone as well as Noella. And she was in a full conversation. She said, my back was to them. I wasn't facing them saying this. My back was to them. She said, and I had to invite Gina on camera because that's what we have to do. Right. That's true. And I was like, wow, okay. Sometimes you want to know these things. And I think it's, I, I realize sometimes I want to know it about people that I like. And I'm like, please don't be this monster that people yeah. think you are, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a I lot. It's, it is it's a hard lot. to know. Do you want to see how the sausage gets made? Right. Do you? Do you want, I kind of think I do. Me too. Yeah. It's Me just too. different personality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I do too. I'm trying to think, was there anything else with Orange County that kind of stood out to me? What did you think of Noella introducing herself to Max? Hi, Max, I'm bisexual too. I think she wanted to have a moment. Yeah. And I don't think she thought about how a child was involved, but also like, I don't think that's a huge deal. Right. I don't know, people, I don't know. It's so hard because I think Max is like 17 or something. Mm -hmm. So now she's, and it's, if she knows her sexuality and is open about it, that's great. And I think that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't think Noella was doing it to connect. I think she was doing it to have a moment. And that's the difference. Right. Right. I'm not upset that she did it because, oh, you shouldn't talk to teenagers about sexuality. I'm Mm -hmm. mad because it didn't feel genuine. Yeah. I, yeah. What surprised me was that Heather was okay with it and even brought her a gift. Mm. And she said to making Max her feel comfortable. Um, she brought her a gift to Shane's party. So it surprised me that Heather was okay with it. Yeah. That's, that's what surprised like, me. Oh, 
what's going on there? Yeah. Yeah. Like my radar went off. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. She's okay with that. All right. Well, that's, Mm -hmm. that's cool. Oh, okay. And then the last thing, the scene with Noella and Nicole. Oh, Oh, we can do that one too. But the scene with Noella and Nicole, and she was like, I need a hug. What did you think of that? I think Nicole is not cut out for this with what very little I know. And I think Noelle is trying too hard. So it's like two sides of the same coin or something. Yeah. It's like one of them's doing too much. One of them's not doing enough. Right. And it was really uncomfortable. It was so. And then to hear her say, you know, Nicole's not the kind of friend I need. I'm like, so this whole meeting in the airport playing bathroom noticing you had matching bracelets how long ago did that happen because clearly you don't know each other yeah you know was that set up by producers or what (laughs) you know right yeah it doesn't really add up I think they try and connect the women when it's like if they were just more honest about it it would be more organic yeah and we'd be like okay all right let's see how this develops yeah you know well, because even on the first season of Orange County, the women barely spent any time together. It really was about different stories. Yeah. It wasn't until a couple seasons in that they started interacting. So mm-hmm. it That's really true. has evolved. Because it was and now to they're be- forcing it. Yeah. Because it was supposed to be about women, rich women and their lives. Yeah. And like family and all of that. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Do you think you'd rather go back to seeing that or do you like? the group dynamic. I like the group dynamic, but I think we need to push it harder. I want to okay. see more open conversations because, you know, Bethany says it's, it's never about what it's about. It's right. always about behind the scenes. It's about the show at this point. It's not about right. their actual relationships. Every fight is about the show. I think that's what Brian Moylan says. So it's like, right. Maybe okay. open that up because I would like to see more of breaking the fourth wall. I think that would be great. Me too. Like let's I, move into the next decade. Yeah. And the audience would be okay with that. We're not, we wouldn't yeah. be holding, you know, it's like Bravo wants us to hold on to this mythical. They didn't know they were meeting for lunch today. Well, there might. So they did like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so I thought that was, well, that was really interesting. Yes. And the whispering, what did you think about that? It was so <laughs> performative. It made me feel like I was doing an improv scene where I was trying <laughs> to act like I was off my rocker and I wanted people to know that I was not well. Oh my gosh. That is funny. That's good. An improv scene. That's funny. Well, yeah, yeah, like it, it felt like a stage whisper and it just felt like she was trying to let us know she's not doing well. It was right. so weird. It was like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, and know. it's like, she's compelling, even though I don't quite believe everything. Right. That is the thing. I, I'm going to continue to watch her. Yeah. Noella, yeah. You know, because she's but, very compelling. Yeah. It's sort of like, I don't know, a weird puzzle that I'm a little scared of. <laughs> you're you're scared to snap those final pieces into place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, what is this picture going to be? You know? Right. You don't know yeah. what the picture is going to be at the end. That is a right. good way to describe it. She's like a puzzle. That you don't know once you get all the right pieces, you don't know what the picture is going to be. Yeah, it's like a mystery puzzle. Right, right. Yes, there's mystery. Oh, mm-hmm. my. That is such a good way to describe her. Thank you. A mystery puzzle. She definitely is. Oh, my God, Jax. 
thank you so much for doing this with me today. I was like, I will not keep Jax for, um, you know, 355 hours like I would normally <laughs> no. try oh my to gosh. do. I had like nothing someone. to do. Thank you for having thank me. You. Oh my God. And I'm definitely going to have to have you back to talk more housewives, to talk more pop yes. of passion because I enjoyed our yes. conversation. When we talk, I always go away feeling more passionate. Um, I think Aww. that I'm going to be passionate about a nap when I'm done this, possibly. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> a nap on a Saturday afternoon. There's nothing better. I think I'm just literally going to curl up in this corner with this rays of sun hitting my face and just yeah. go to sleep for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. So let people know where they can find you, the podcast, everything. Yeah, so you can find me at um, on Twitter and Instagram at the Jack Sparker. And then the show is uh, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, Pop of Passion. Uh, the website is popofpassionpodcast.com. And um, yeah, we'll be releasing season two uh, starting this Wednesday. I kind of took a break over the holidays because I have like 10 episodes recorded, but it was just like, I don't know. I got very fatigued and it's a lot of work to actually like post it and post the Instagram, post yes. the <laughs> make the website. It's like, I don't know. I felt like after the holidays, I needed a little break. Yeah. So I'm excited to get to your episode and share your journey with everyone. And yeah, just check it out. Pop of passion. Guys, make sure you check it out. I promise you it, if you've maybe had your own passion that you might have put maybe in the back of your mind or thought it was too late or people may think it's silly listening to Jax's podcast will definitely inspire you to get back into your passion so guys thank you so much I'm serious I'm, I, I'm so serious the so guys thank you so much for listening make sure you go check out Jax on the podcast I would say check her out in our group chat but unfortunately we are at maximum capacity Okay, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye.